Thank you, Jesus. Just a little bit on the gospel of today before we reflect on the first reading. Where the Lord is laying the ball in my heart to share with you. Jesus teaching today from the gospel of Matthew just reminds us again of the importance of knowing our missionary life as Christians by virtue of our being members of the body of Christ, we are a privilege being born of God, we are now God's children. We are in the world, we are not of the world. We are here to perpetuate and to advance God's kingdom of righteousness, of peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. This is our final assignment. Every other thing we do is secondary. Marriage, children, career, money, business. All of these are all secondary. As a matter of fact, they are not destiny in themselves. They are only things that God has given to us and opportunities God has given to us to fulfill a higher goal of our existence on that day. So we can't afford to say we are successful or to abstract to abstract God with the purpose for why we are here. Which is the reason why God brought us here. They will say you are successful just because you have arrived in the world standard. You make money, you build houses, your cars, and all that. That is not success. You only want the material to succeed according to the purpose of God. Are we together here? And Jesus today in the gospel is describing to us those who have given talents. So your talents are those opportunities that are given to you, your career, your office, the money, the talents, your time, your good health. All of it was given to you to do business for the kingdom. To do business for the kingdom, to advance righteousness, to advance goodness. If you are happy, as you grow spiritually, you are able to identify specifically why God created you and brought you here. You will know your assignment. You will be groping in the dark. Many Christians are still groping in the dark. They think that just because they are baptized and they are wedded and they are priests, that means they are alive. So we just serve God or something, we go to church and come back, then it means we are striking God with destiny. No! Each and every of us have a mission to accomplish on earth here. And that mission must have credence in the presence of God. That you have five children, and that you have a strong marriage, that is not your destiny. It's only an instrument to fulfilling your destiny. Your career is not your destiny. Your career is an instrument to advance the purpose of your destiny. So we must gain this wisdom of heart. To translate everything that I put into our charge to do business for the kingdom because at the end of it all, all that God has given to you, He will call you to account. What did you do with it? In what way did God benefit from all the things He has invested in your life? He has protected you, He has blessed you, He has favored you. A wise servant is the one who will use all that God has given to him. 
than what they call for God's people. So the more God is blessing you with this, that's the more that the more reason why you shouldn't go to God in prayer. Singing the face of God, oh God, that's the blessing more with this is what am I to do? It's not the time to start celebrating and say, ah, God is good. He has done me well. Oh my soul. Rise up and take the Lord and be dancing. At the end of it all. Those things are less around. It does not count in your life. A wise Christian is the one who uses everything that God, you know, places in his hand on this side of life. He uses it judiciously, intelligently, by faith, for it to have what eternal dimension. So that when you leave this side and go to that side, everything that God gave you here will make sense there. That's the mission. You can see the other time, the other uh, servant, he said he went and buried it. That means he never used it to advance the people to the master. He said, because I've trusted with mortal things, I can entrust you in mortal things. For those who need business, to the things of the kingdom. So this day, it's good again that we reflect and ask ourselves, thus far, God has blessed us. God has given us. God has given you a special blessing in your life. That's your office. You don't know. God not came to that, came to that office just because he wants to have a satisfaction of your tongue. No. He placed you there as an apostle in that area of life. To go there and advance the cause of his ministry. Yes. That's your primary apostolate. As you have come to church, you come to draw strength, draw wisdom, draw courage, draw all the graces and things. Go there. You become an ambassador of Christ in that your country. You become an ambassador of Christ in that your office. You listen to him. You give account to him. And that's why when you put when you come out these tables, nobody can find you and take it away. Because I represent the kingdom. And the kingdom has security that I cannot see. As they fight you, they will fall down because they are not only fighting you, they are fighting the eternal purpose of God. You are crystallizing the next of this Amen. Amen. Receive wisdom in this dimension. Use all that God has given to you to advance his purpose. Not for your personal advertisement, not for your personal pleasure, not for your personal comfort. Your marriage is not for you, it's for God. Why is it your personal pleasure? Your career is not your own, it's for God. Why do you see your personal pleasure and personal interests? Your personal dreams that will all come to naught. So that's why we pray today for the wisdom of God to dominate our hearts. So we can be like those servants, the first that said five and came back and gave extra five. That means he did profit. He did business with what God gave him and was able to impact the kingdom. And look at the way the Lord was addressing them. He said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. We have to watch the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The first thing we ask the question huh? Who can find a good wife? Some translations say, Who can find a virtuous woman? Who can find a prophetic woman? The perfect woman. Mm. This is a stop question. We have women everywhere, but it's the kind of woman that God is looking for. The one he created. There was a woman God created. 
Praise the Lord. Are we together here? So today is the day of glory. So we're going to open our case. Yeah? Get set. Because when the man will catapult to a new land, eh? Yes. I pray to catapult you. Some people will be praising them, some people will be flooding them, right? Now, he said, Who can find this woman I created? Now, what is asking to the prophet, the book of Proverbs. You know the book of Proverbs, what the address is? Children, children. Yes, the book of Proverbs is from which book? Uh, wisdom is right. And what the wisdom will be addressing? The knowledge of God. Please put your hand to help our children. So it's the knowledge of God. And that office that says it is the wisdom of God. He's asking a question. Who can find the virtuous woman I created? That woman I created that should be a helpmate to the man. That woman that is a crown of creation. She was the last to be created. After that, God rested. That woman that God said, No, it's not good for one to be a God. I will make him a helpmate. That woman that was not created from the soil, she was created from the man's lineage. There's a type of woman God created. Not the one I see today. Not the ones we are seeing today. Heaven is the sight of the woman God created. That virtuous woman. The first thing gives a little glimpse of who that woman is. She is far more precious than joys. She is more expensive than gold. This type of woman, you can quantify her value. Because the woman is beyond just material thing. She's a spiritual entity. Her presence causes some level of cushion. She carries an atmosphere that makes a difference. She is the embodiment of the presence of God in the life of the man. If that man is not there, this man will, will burn out. He says it's not good for this man to be alone. If I allow him, he will kill himself. I must make him a helpmate. A helpmate is not just a helper. No, it's a prophetic office. The devil knew it, and that's why he attacked the man first through the woman. And eventually planned to destroy the man forever through the woman. But given God in his mercy, when he was past the judgment, he still favored the woman more than the man. He said, Oh man, because you have eaten the fruit, I was obedient. He said, Cut with the head. He said, In toiling, you will swim. In toiling and, and the tilling, you will sweat for you eat. He said, You will plant and you produce thorns and tissues. By the way, you are dust. And also dust you shall return. But look at what he said about the woman. He said, Woman, because you have done this, you shall get pains in your, eh, in your labor, right? Give it He said, You will remain perpetually under your husband. That was all. Nothing more. When he was talking to the devil, he said, Because you have done this, I will be caught beyond all cattle. You will crawl on your belly and you shall eat us all the days of your life. He said, I will make a enmity between you and the woman. Now, in case you don't understand, let me explain to you. It's not that the woman. Will be fearing the snake 
And the snake will be telling the woman, and they're not in, they're not in talking pens. When the snake comes or the serpent comes, you'll pass the man pass. No. What God is saying is, I will put a holy anger in this woman that when he sees you, she will so go after you and crush your head. The more you can do is to strike her heels. That's why women wear high heels. <laughs> They become one body and one spirit. That one, the day she rises against that man, that man, why can't she run to? Why can't she run to? Because the Bible says he will leave his father and mother and be united to this woman. So if this one rises against him, what will he run to? Women, open your ears and know your office and know the part you play in the journey of God's agenda. And sit up. And become that woman God has created you. And not for all these arguments, they know all these philosophies that are confusing women today and making them to lose their dreams of who they are in God. Who can find her? The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. That gain will always come on account of trusting her wife, his wife. This will work out for him. She, she does him good and not harm all the days of her life. This one, what is it to the husband? She does him good, 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 say good. Not harm. That's your office. The man said, all the days of your life. You are condemned to do good to your husband. God didn't say, if the man does well, do good to him. If he doesn't do well, don't do good to him. Your own office is, just keep doing good to this man. Now you are doing the foundation. She sees wood and flask and works with willing hand. She's in charge of the house. She's domestic. In nature, in handling the affairs of life. 
What did she say? The man rules, the woman reigns. By that the name, that the man is in terms of justice, fairness, integrity. Why the woman, through love, reigns in the home? Is that your portion that might be God is a set of a virtuous woman. Because the virtuous woman is a spiritual powerhouse of the man. Yes, the man is the head. But the woman is her, is his shrine, if you like. The idol that is there, that empowers the man, is the woman. That's why if the devil turns you to be a bad one, sorry, the man can escape. He will fight you both physically and spiritually. What the Holy Spirit is to the church is what the woman is to the family. Who is the head of the church? Okay. That's why I said, it's a skill that I go. When I go, the Holy Spirit will come to be your helper. The same word used for woman is the same word used for the Holy Spirit. So what the Holy Spirit is doing to the church is what the woman is supposed to do to be doing to the man. Even with the whole offense of the church, as the Holy Spirit left us, has the Holy Spirit given up for the church? Then why do women give up for their men? Their husband. Because the world has lied to you. You have forgotten your true identity. And the world is not coaching you on how to handle your husband. She's beyond the price of pearls. That's what the Bible says. She's charitable. She's a prophetic woman. The woman who controls the other spirit. She's a defender of the home because she's the one with a mandate to crush the head of every serpent that comes near the husband of the children. Spiritually, she guards her home. Because of her life and the nature she has, she's more spiritual. She can pick signals in the realm of the spirit. Women are 70% emotional, only 30% rational. That's why everything about them is emotion. Why the man is 70% rational? Everything is logic and only 30% emotional. If you don't understand this, you will be having clashes in your marriage. Because the man is thinking logic, you are thinking emotions. You don't love me. When the man is cracking his head about money, you will get something that you say you don't love me. So man, you confess. It is that their emotional dimension that gives a capacity to pick signals without reason. They can tell you things that are about to happen. They can feel it. That's the woman God created. We can't go farther than this. That's the woman God created. And God is looking for that woman. Every man, truly, let me tell you, women, in the heart of every man, they are looking for this woman. They know it. I know I have a list of many young boys who ask me, Father, please pray for me. How to marry? How to marry? I see the woman, they say, Father, we see women, but I will not find a wife. <laughs> Father, I don't want to marry a knife. I want to marry a wife. <laughs> I didn't know that there's knife and wife now. <laughs> so the question is, are you a knife in your home? Or are you a wife? Are you cutting or are you building? 
Are you destroying or are you preserving? Ten things the devil has brought into the virtuous man's life to crush the man. The same way the devil came many years ago to use the woman, to destroy the man. That same spirit has not left him. He is still operating today. That spirit is behind feminism. The philosophy of feminism is ruled by a spirit called Jezebel. That makes women to say, why are you with the man? You don't with the man. Because you don't have the same office. It's only when you are in the same office that can say, okay, why call? No, you are on your own in your own office. The man is his own, his own office. You are all unique in your callings. So these are the 10 things the enemy has been able to weaponize through the office of the precious woman to crush the man so that the eternal purpose of God in establishing his kingdom on earth will not be compromised. Number one. The Bible says a woman can destroy her home, her house, by wash. What she does to her man. The Bible says a virtuous woman sustains <coughs> a house, but the foolish one destroys her home with her own hands. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. He says, a virtuous woman sustains her house, but the foolish one destroys her home with her own hands. How does she destroy her, her, her home? Number one, by comparing a man with other men. It's a very simple thing. She compares a man with other men, she will come and say, if you look at you, can't you see your mates? Can't you be like your mates? When you say such things, you are crushing the spirit of the man. It's again very simple. But when you say it, it's an arrow into the depths of a man's being. Brothers and sisters, you are telling him he's useless. Each man has his own cause of life. Has own history and has his own timing. <coughs> this man has reached one know, in his journey. Now you are comparing your own husband that he is so good to that. You are killing him. You are making him to be confused. Because God never asked you to come and compare him to that man. God only asked you to help this one that is attached to him. If you read Galatians chapter 4, Galatians chapter 4. Let us read a little bit of Galatians chapter, chapter 6 from verse 4. This is your name, not for us. Don't have to find here what the Bible is saying there. Galatians 
your voice and lead out of us. Please give my microphone so I can hear what you're saying. Be careful and patient with your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a just your job. Is that Galatians chapter 4, chapter 6? Be careful. Huh? Galatians chapter 6, verse 4. You should even judge your own conduct. If it is good, then you can be proud of what you serve. Good. You should judge your own conduct. By judging your own conduct, then it means examine yourselves within yourselves and not comparing with another entity, with another family. Don't compare. When you compare, you break the spirit of the man. Because he runs at the face God has placed in his heart. Number two, never shout at your man. Is the highest level of disrespect. He has been raised by his parents and now he has his own home. He is a master. You can only correct him in love, not shout on him. When you lift your voice on a man, you bring out the beast in him. Anytime I talk to your husband and you lift your voice to express your pain, expect that. The beast will arise. Because he will be seeing you as another leader within his own confinement, his own domain. And men are territorial in their thinking. They don't want you to challenge them in their own territory. When they are telling you, you respect them. They don't know this. And has stolen this into the hearts of women in their homes or shout down on their husband. No matter the, the, the level. You cannot lift your voice against your master. Your husband is your master. As far as God's organism is concerned. Okay? You can read the Bible in um, Titus chapter 2, from verse 4 to 5. On that. Let's just read the, the, the Bible. Let's go to it. Number three, expose your husband's issue to people outside the spiritual and uh, Guidance for the family. You take matters that is within the family, you go and start sharing that with people outside. When you do that, you crush the spirit of the man. The feedback he gets kills him. He may not say it, but it's affecting his side. Am I not enough to man a house? Must somebody from outside, especially someone who has much to offer as such, those who are permitted to have access. The issues you have in your family is your spiritual guide. And then, probably, those who have, you know, allowed to be a counselor to you, maybe marriage counselors or that. But somebody outside who is just passing by, they're not sharing everything about the result. And the worst is that you go there and start painting your husband black. You start saying all kinds of things. This man is this, this man is that. When you do that and he gets to know about it, you are not only crushing his spirit, you are killing his office. And when you are his office, you are not only fighting the man, you are fighting God. Number four, correcting him in public. Yes, he offends you. You correct him in public. By doing that, you humiliate him. 
make him feel inferior. This I'm saying now appears very simple. But these are the things that builds up over time that makes the man to begin to misbehave in such a way that you begin to say, Is that a man I marry? But you forgot that you became an instrument to the many things that have accumulated so over the years in his hand that makes him to behave the way he is. It takes spiritual energy. For a man who is exposed to so many women in the course of his years when he's looking for a wife, and eventually he finds you. He sells his entire estate of women that they counted for and marries you. That's the greatest honor a man can give a woman. In the midst of other women, he said to pick you. There is something that makes it to pick you. People pick on that person. And when that happens, you have to honor that. Women, but some women understand that. They say, ah, it doesn't matter. You can pick on that person. But remember yourself, many of you in those days, you pray seriously, oh God, that you pick my own husband. Oh God, help me to meet my siblings. Now you have met your siblings. And I'm treating him. He's gone. Just because that is an imperfect man who is still growing, whom God has gone back on for advancement of his purpose. You are judging him physically, but you don't know your past office. Praise the Lord. When you humiliate him, you make him feel inferior. You make him lose his taste. Because you are the right hand person that should encourage him and build him up. That's why God said he sent you as a helpmate to help him, not to judge him, not to condemn him, not to ridicule him. Proverbs chapter 4, chapter 12, verse 4. Number 5. How do women cross this with their husband? By refusing to consult them when they go about certain things that pertain to the family. When a woman has a private business that she doesn't share with the husband, when he finds out the woman, the man becomes very insecure. Becoming very insecure. Doing things in secret. It's even worse when you are doing something in secret, a business in secret with another man. You make him feel as if he's not If you go to do that, you are supposed to share that with They should sanction that you want to do. He must give you the permission. You can't go your just start doing things and say, well, if you know, we're married, we have our individual differences and we don't paralyze individually. No! The woman God created doesn't act that way. That's why God said to Eve, He said, you must perpetually remain under your husband. It's the Bible. When you break the word of God, it means that you are contending with the authority of God, and then it means the spirit of Jezebel that God gave you. Number one now. I won't wait. Always keeping a record of wrongs, focusing so much on his mistakes rather than on his gifts and potentials. Every time you are about to remind him, yeah, yeah, man. Every time, nobody reminds him of his negative, you know, realities. You are the one. You have become the one tormenting him. Remind him of his wounds. He is making a photo come back of his mistakes. You keep reminding him. You keep record of wrongs for 10 years, 30 years. Every time small prayer comes, you remember when you were dating, what he did. You remember after when you what he did. You remember what happened on the day of, the day of that day. You keep reminding him all the time. Even when we look at himself as if he's a, he's a demon. Because 
because the only person who should see the food in him is not telling him. Still goes out there, people praise him. He comes back home. What he sees knife dissecting him, open up his bowel and his brain, telling him about how useless he is. And the worst is that you open your mouth and he's insulting your mother. You open your mouth and insult him blatantly. Who is responsible? Say gentlemen. We cast her out in Jesus' name. Amen. Number what now? Seven. Eh? Seven. Okay. Attacking his masculinity. Always attacking his masculinity. Why? How do you do that? When you're always telling a man, you, you look big, you look gorgeous, but you are 90 vessels. <laughs> These are things that we hear every day in our homes. Some jokingly, some out of anger. When there's misunderstanding, we say, Look at you. I thought that I married you, that as I'm seeing you, you will be a bundle of opportunities and blessings. But I didn't know that anything person. The insult is more than you don't to me. Who are so hopeful his son? He is his wife. Please Even his girlfriend's daughter is so that to him. It's not his wife, his own wife that married. He's going to tell him how empty he is. Empty vessel. Even though he went to school, what does that feel like for him? That's what the wife is saying is not going to The one who dress is every time they are looking like the true man. That's what the wife will be telling him. <laughs> Every time, can't you see your mates out there how they're dressing, looking for bullish? Every time, you are just to the price and you are looking as if you are dating. And the way she will say it, she will so say that the man, the man is going out, he will go and look for where there's new. He will look where. <laughs> where that, what the woman is saying is true. You will see the man next on the road. He will assure himself that he not what the woman is saying. These are things that are very sensitive to the man. And it builds up over time. And before you know it, a single young man, loving man, and you married, will start to torment you. You know. And as you are saying those things, you say it doesn't matter. Men keep record, their system keep record of us. Listen, listen. I know you are not with that. It's part of their logical system. You start them in their sense of authority. When they look at you, what they see is all those things you've been saying. But when Adam saw Eve the first time, what did she say? He said, This is the bone of my bones. This is the flesh of my flesh. Shall we call Eve? Now, when you continue this over time, the man will be saying, he said this initially, this is the bone of my bone. This is the flesh of my flesh. Over time, he said, this was the tongue of my flesh. The life of my flesh. You start seeing the man because he's a logical man. Number eight. One of the things that manifest movement that destroys a man is nagging. Always complaining. 
The man goes up to the company. He comes down, you complain. No, you can make your point without complaining. You can explain how you feel without complaining. But women feel very comfortable by complaining. They want to show you how uncomfortable they are, so they will just put their mouth in a normal way and say it in a way that for them is normal, but it's quite demeaning. No man can live in a place where a nagging woman is at work two for seven. The moment you open your mouth and you start nagging, this the man leaves. What does he think has? Stop complaining and making jest of him at home, in public, before his children. Some women will insult their, 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 their husband so much in the presence of their children. When I tell about, you know, sign they behave, yeah, yeah, man, when you feed people food. After that, I'll go and say that you're not going to lie that daddy. Making a jest of him in the presence of the children. But when you were together making, you know, making children, you didn't just make a case of him. There is now that children have come, and now you are the cast children. You have been cause to be the one to mess him up. As if you knew people you married him. Is that about the man I don't know? That you don't make a jest of him. Nothing all the time. There's nothing the man does that satisfies you. Anyone he does, to make must why not do this way? The man goes out. Tries to prove a point, he comes back with a little house. He says, Look at you, so try to take it. He's not breaking. It's a serious matter. I'm here to tell you the truth. It may be bitter, but that's the reality. We must design the spirit behind this. The devil is doubling on your office to destroy the man in a very systematic way. You take your society by seeing the man becoming useless. But you don't know, it's an insult on you as a woman to see your man going down and you are going up. <laughs> the reason for your creation is it's not a boy. God has given you from the beginning, even when you make a mistake. Why would you use that opportunity God has given to you by favoring you, by giving an office to help a man? If any person should be merciful to the husband or the man, whatever, it should be the wife. No matter what, that's why God looking for this type of woman in Egypt. She's in search of it. They thought she's looking for a virtuous woman. Where are they? Where are they? Are they here? Yes, sir. The virtuous woman, are they here? Yes, sir. The black woman, are they here? Yes, sir. Okay. Take it home. The woman determines the temple of the family. The man will come back shouting. This is the way you look at him, you will just be quiet. You mustn't be part of the Jezebel spirit of destruction. Don't say, God shall not be here. Nonsense. You are just coming back and you are not me. Before you know it, they won't have to fight. If the man could leave alone, why did God say, I will make him a hell gate? You are there to help him. Come on. Stop dishonoring your mouth by treating him as if he's like every other person. The same plague you in serving visitors, the same plague you in serving your husband. The same way you greet every other person, that's when you greet your husband. The way you talk about them, you come back, ah, what is hiding? You talk to them casually, no decorum, no respect, no honor. That's your office, that's what 
But if you have been confused by the philosophy of feminism and Jesus spirit in this world today, if you have confused your brain and you think that this is not what it is, sorry, you are gone already. You are gone already. You watch your husband, he wakes up, he makes his bed. You watch him, he sweeps his room and you are there as a wife. Tomorrow, he sweeps it, he will mop it, he will carry mop and carry a bucket and he's mopping his room. Why well, don't know? Passage. <laughs> <laughs> if his girlfriend is there, would the girlfriend have to do that? Answer me now. I'm not talking now. <laughs> if the man goes and picks a girl and comes back home and he's mopping, would the girlfriend watch him do that? Don't ask me. You must ask me. You must ask me. Yes. <laughs> Give it to me. 
then you expect the man to move up. When he rises up to see you, he sees a snake. The next is looking for a stick to kill you with his wife because he sees her as a snake. What does that really offer? I will call it modernity. We we'll call it civilization. We we'll call it cultural influence. We are growing. We are not growing. We are decaying. And the devil is happy about it. Because at the end of it all, the ultimate purpose of God is being destroyed. A man will ask for food first. Some families, where they don't have shower, the man will come back home, will carry a bucket, go out, go out and fetch water, and carry it inside. They are sitting on that. No, no, no. He will carry his towel and go and fetch water and serve himself. Because it doesn't make sense to us again. And that is, he's going to make his back. Let him serve himself. I mean, let him
stiffness because they refuse to let go. It dries up their emotional well. And they see their return like this. And they cover it up with some element of righteousness. They will tell them I'm fasting. They will tell them I'm doing this, I'm doing that. When deep down, it is pain. All is all pain. And weapon to help the man. That's what Jezebel has succeeded in doing. That was the woman. After I've killed the man, they now say, Oh, yeah, you can walk. The man can't do anything more. As I speak with you, many men are complaining of their homes. Why? They say, Well, I'm married, but it's like I'm living a peace now. <laughs> yes, that's what they say. Somebody won't ask anymore because asking is like, not make sense. Because they have received so much no that now they see is no. No, all the time. Even when the person is saying yes, they see, 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 see no. Are we together again? Yes. Praise the Lord. I pray the Lord. Amen. Say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Appreciate us for the grace, for the word that is coming to us. Amen. Help of God, listen to me. We are militants of faith. God has called us our account assignment, and we can't afford to back out with them. Paul said, We're not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. The devil knows that if you bring out something very valuable, you can say no. They manipulate the very thing that you say has come back. And he's still bringing destruction. He's still bringing death. And the Lord is happy. That's why we look at the field. You see bloodshed. You see divorce. You see misunderstanding. You see breakup. Everything. What has happened? And we think it's normal. It's not normal. The enemy is working. And our children are exposed to all of spirits. Every broken home has a broken effect in the life of their children. Yes, take it or leave it. If you break your home, your children's life is broken. They say the highest number of your youth in the society who are doing drugs, who are doing criminality, are from broken homes. Psychologically, it affects them. The presence of the father that is no longer there exposes them to all kinds of rascality. Is that a kind of family want to raise? Is that a kind of children want to raise? Why not stick to your office and play your part? So at the end of it all, God will say, good and faithful woman. Come into the kingdom and prepare for me. For as I gave you a small, as I trusted you with small family, come, I'll give you the name of the child of the Amen. Precious one, we are Let's go ahead and now. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for your spirit. The Bible says your words are spirit and they are wise. And when we hear your word, we open us into the business of your Lord. Bless your daughter's family. We will trust in the care of family homes. You have given children, you have given husbands and the man, precious one on this day, I pray that you visit with your spirit. May you be a strength. May you be the preserver of homes. That in any way the enemy is mutilating homes and Bringing all kinds of negativity, philosophy is to affect them, to grow this type of mentality that is destroy bones of this day. Father, your hand will be to Lord in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let it be perfect reconciliation, understanding, 
Wisdom of God upon you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Tell me where there is no peace, where there is some peace today in the name of Jesus Christ. Tell me where there is no understanding, where there is some understanding in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Precious one of these days, if they go to and here, and the ones have as many class for the us, wherever your children may be, as many families have been brutalized, emotionally, sexually, spiritually, by the wisdom of Jezebel, and all sorts of negativity on this day, heal them, heal them, heal them, heal them. We appeal, especially on these Eucharist, that as many as the healers said to the listen to our call, they shall be restored back to the glory we have blessed upon the woman in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Heal the wounds in your heart of all forms of thoughts, all forms of offenses, and all the things they will use to configure this negativity. They will wipe the way in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Bless our home, bless our children, when they like the gospel, before they see you again. Father, the Son, Amen. 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 Amen.